Psalm 78 is a psalm that describes the responsibility and the privilege that God has given to us in receiving his word and in passing it down to future generations. Listen to what he says in verse 5. Just verses 5, 6, and 7 are the verses I want to read to you this morning. It says, He established a testimony in Jacob and appointed a law in Israel, which he commanded our fathers to teach to their children, that the next generation might know him, the children yet unborn, and arise and tell them to their children, so that they should set their hope in God and not forget the works of God, but keep his commandments. Then he goes on in verse 8 aloud. I'm going to read one more verse. Verse 8 says, and, and that they should not be like their fathers, a stubborn and rebellious generation, a generation whose heart was not steadfast, whose spirit was not faithful to God. Just a few things about God that these verses reveal to us. Number one, God is good in the fact that he has left a testimony. This God wants to be known. He has spoken. He has revealed his nature through his word. And he's given that word to us. He's preserved it. These Israelites, they Moses was faithful to write this down under the instruction of God. And then he passed it on to Joshua. And Joshua recorded all the good works of God, bringing them into the land. And then you have uh, what he did through Samuel and David and Solomon. And they wrote all of this down. And God was the one who inspired that word who breathed it out, and God is the one who preserved it. God has given us a testimony. He has appointed a law, and now we have more than just the Old Testament law. We have what he's fully done in Jesus, the finished work in the New Testament. God has been faithful, not just to work, but to give us a written record of his work. And how precious the Bible should be to us. Because it represents God's desire to be known by us. Not just that, God has invited us into the work of bringing our children and future generations into a relationship with him. That's what he says there in verse 6, or verse 5. He says, he commanded our fathers to teach their children. That's not a weight being put on fathers. That's an invitation into the work of God. Just like in the garden in Genesis chapter 1 and Genesis chapter 2, where he created this world and he created Adam and Eve as the crown of creation. And then he invited them as his image bearers. He invited them into the work of guarding the garden and keeping the garden and multiplying the garden. It's a great privilege to work alongside God to do the work that he's called us to do. And this is what he says now. Again, in your sin, you have walked away from me, but now... I've gathered you to myself, and now I'm inviting you into the work of multiplying my image by teaching my testimony to your children. We have the incredible privilege of working with God to communicate the message of Jesus to not just our children and our spouses, but also our neighbors and also our coworkers and also the nations. We have the opportunity to be co-workers with God, to multiply his kingdom here on the earth. How incredible is that? And then again, the, the, the great privilege here, the last thing we see in verses 7 and 8, 
um, is that we just have the privilege of knowing God. This, this, what God is giving us in his word and by joining with him in the work is he wants us to know him. He does not want us to be rebellious. He does not want us to be stubborn. He wants us to be clay in his hands that yields to his work. He wants us to be his children. And I need to hear that every day uh, because I'm so tempted to think of God as a God that is fed up with me, who's ready to throw me away, who's ready to, at, at the first sign of disobedience or stubbornness or rebellion, to throw me away. But this God is patient. This God is kind. This God is long-suffering because he wants us to come into a relationship with him. And yes, when we fall, um, it displeases him. And when we're rebellious against him, he is... Uh, he hates that sin. And it, the word clearly says that his patience has a limit. And one day we're going to stand before him and we are going to give an account of what we did with our lives. And all those who have remained stubborn in heart and all of those who have remained rebellious in their life and refused to repent of their sinfulness and to trust in him and to give their lives to him, all of those who've done that their entire life to death, says that he will punish them forever. His wrath will fall on them. But God he says he doesn't take delight in the death of the wicked. He does, he's not pleased to, uh, to pour out his wrath. He would much rather be gracious. He would much rather have us as his children. So he's long-suffering and he's patient. He wants us to turn to him. So he's left us a testimony and he's given us the opportunity to share the gospel with him. And through that, he opens up hearts uh, to hear his gospel and to believe. So uh, this morning, as we think about that, let's just thank God for his word. Let's ask him to cultivate in us a desire to love him through his word and to teach his word. And let's pray that he would always give us soft hearts in his hand. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for Psalm 78. I thank you for this word that just reminds us of your grace in your word. Lord, the fact that you've worked through history and you've kept a record of it and you've made sure through all of the means and methods throughout thousands of years that we would have this word. Not just, we have, we have even more than what the Israelites had, Lord. We have the finished work of Christ and what it means in our lives preserved in your word. So now we can know you. And God, thank you for the opportunity that we have uh, to advance your word, to advance your kingdom to the next generation. God, help us to take that seriously. Help us to see the incredible privilege in working with you. And God, I pray that we would find our delight in your word and in passing it on to the next generation in our own families. God, I pray for all the fathers and the mothers right now who are listening to me, that their number one responsibility with their children, Lord, would not be to advance their status in this world or to give them more worldly things. But Lord, I pray that they would take their number one responsibility seriously and that is to raise them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. God, give the parents that are listening to this and the grandparents that are listening to this a deep desire and contentment in making disciples out of their children. And God, I pray for those children that they would receive the word and that they would grow uh, in, in love for you, that they would believe the word, that their hearts would be changed because of what they receive in the word. And I pray that you would save future generations and make disciples of future generations and in our neighbors and our co-workers and our friends. God, thank you for the opportunity to work alongside you. And Lord, thank you for wanting to be known by us. 
Thank you for wanting to reveal yourself to us. God, I pray that you protect us from a stubborn and rebellious heart, that we would turn from rebellion anywhere that we see it. We would turn from hardness anywhere that we see it, and that we would surrender our lives to wherever you lead us to go. I ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.